Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You know, there's a lot of players that'll say, hey, I want to play. I want, whether it's practice squad, whether it's a, a backup role that wants to play more. I mean, Daniel Thomas, you know, prior to him being hurt and starting to play, I mean, every week he was, he was you know, coach, I'm ready. You got to get me in. You know what I'm saying? And you want that, you know, as a coach. You want that, you know, competitiveness. And, you know, it's it's, it's the same thing, you know, I would tell Daniel. Hey, got to go out there and practice and practice well and you know, not make any mistakes and, you know, know we can trust you and put you on out there and, and perform well in practice and you'll start getting snapped. And that's exactly what happened. You know, you can have all these emotions as a player and sometimes on the outside you, you'll look at it and say, oh man, he must be really upset that he's not doing this or that or, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's not how they are around their teammates and how they practice and they're still working to get better and, and do it. We're just going to keep working on these guys and keep, keep, keep getting them better. Might be a little bit different between a rookie that you've never seen and a guy that won six games in 2019. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> it's an odd comparison. You ever ask for a coach? You ask, ever ask for, you ever beg a coach to put you in? Um, I need more reps. No, but I, I will share a quick story. Because they say it's not that uncommon. Like, I could see that. Listen, we do it at every level. I mean, whether it's your parents complaining in travel ball yeah, yeah, or yeah. whether it's you complaining in college, which I still can't believe that the parents sometimes complain in college. Like, you're supposed to complain in college. We had that happen, like, when I was playing college baseball. For sure. Like, is really a dad here complaining to the coach about yeah. playing? Like, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. You're an adult. So Do it yourself. I didn't complain about me going in, but I remember... It was the second preseason game for Kansas City. Um, and th- at the time, we were expected to get, like, the, the fourth quarter reps for that game. And so that was probably, like, realistically probably 15, 20 snaps. Cool. Sounds good. So we go through the game. I can't remember, like, how the game flow went. But long story short, I got zero reps. Didn't play at all. And I was heated. I was upset because I need those reps. I, I can only do so much in practice. Like if, I, if I don't play in a game and showcase what I can do, it doesn't matter. It's all for nothing. So I play zero reps. Um, I get home from the, the road trip to Kansas City, and I call my agent. Hey, I was promised reps, didn't get reps. My agent goes, I'll take care of it. Okay. So the next morning, uh, we go to meetings and everything. We're watching film. Obviously, I am not even in in it because I'm like, I'm just screw it. I'm kicking back. like I'm not listening because, to be fair – my position coach, defensive line coach, and me didn't get along as it was. So I was like, whatever. I got, I got nothing to, to, to hear from you. So after the meeting, after See, the... See, before there was Jalen Ramsey, there was Austin Lane. You better believe it, man. Trendsetter. Calling the agent on the bus. You better believe it. Trendsetter, man. Pioneer, if you will. I was I, I was the modern era NFL athlete before it was even the modern era. All right? He wrote the blueprint. Yeah. So, so we, we watched the film. We go over it. Uh, we're breaking the meeting. And as we're walking out, and we're getting ready to go, I think, getting ready to go practice, the coach goes, oh, and another thing. If you, and he says this to everybody. If there's a problem with how many reps you're getting, talk to me. You don't have to go behind my back if you have a problem with it. You come talk to me like a man, and we'll talk about it. So he says that now. Wasn't looking at me when he said it. Message received, yeah. right? Because what obviously happened was my agent, like a good agent, obviously goes to the GM, yeah. says something to GM. GM probably goes to Andy, says something to Andy. Andy goes down to the position coach. Hey, 
Bruce Mitchell's here, and then obviously he's like the last to hear about it, and I'm sure the feedback for him wasn't that good. Yeah, yeah. So then he took it out on me. Well, he didn't take it out on me personally, but he called me out for the whole team. And when did you get cut? 24 hours later? Or? No, man. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Ended up playing twelve snaps the the fourth preseason game, and then I was cut shortly after. But hey, but 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 that was after I drank off Travis Kelsey's tab all night, like what we yeah, talked about before. So you know what? That's what I call a win where I come from. Now, could you imagine? Like, listen, Travis Kelsey's one thing, but imagine if Patrick Mahomes is on the team. Like, all due respect to Alex Smith, love Alex Smith. I, I, I spoke his praise as many times. But imagine if it was Patrick Mahomes' tab I was drinking off of that night. I mean, now you got a story, man. That would no be good. to Travis Kelsey, but you want to talk about rare air? You want to talk about, like, the who's who? Yeah, not a big deal. I was drinking off Patrick Mahomes' tab last night. Not a big deal in, in VIP. Well, here's the deal, though. Here's the difference. Like, last year we were at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And February, golly, that seems like seven years ago. Who you telling? Uh, and you can go at least and ask Travis Kelsey about it. Yeah. More so than you'd even get close to Patrick Mahomes to ask That's about it. That's a good it. point. So That's a good it was point. A win. It was a win, yeah, at the end of the day. And, <laughs> and he's obviously a big, high character. I mean, you know, he's, he's a character, I yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the nicest way possible. So, yeah. Shout out to Travis Kelsey. I like it. Yeah. Um, I So, that's interesting. I've always wondered what goes on in those bus rides after the game. They're oh, all yeah. calling their agents <laughs> oh, about playing Brett, time. Brett, I'm literally like, <laughs> I'm texting and I'm calling. I'm like, you better do something. I can't get me out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not playing. I'm emotional. Like, I'm, I'm ticked, man. Because I understand what's at stake. So, yeah, literally like, and I think we lost the game too. So, you know, we, we it's preseason though. So, we say our piece. We go back to the bus and literally I got like my, I got my Papa John's pizza and, and I'm grubbing on pizza, and then I'm just like with a pizza in my mouth, texting angrily, you better do something, because you gotta get me out of here, you know? So, yeah, I would man. think overall I'm a forgiver and forgetter. Yeah. But I had that, I didn't play one week, my parents came and watched me play one weekend. Yeah. In in college. Yeah. One time. That was it. Played for four years. Really? And Well, I've only played for three years, but uh, Richard, my first year, never used my last year. So, and I'm not, this is my, would have been obviously my senior year. Yeah. And uh, so they come out and with four games. Yeah. And I didn't play. Yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I never said anything to the coach like that my parents were coming. Sure, or sure, like that. sure. But kind of like the assistant coach knew. knew like, okay. I kind of like might have dropped a hint. Like, hey, come on, get me in here a yeah. little bit. Because I was playing very sparingly at the time. Mm. And um, I didn't play. Dang. I didn't. I've kind of held that against <laughs> Well, no, no, listen. No, no, listen. 20 years. I'm not going to finally gave a donation like last year. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I I was like, I still, because I'm like, he had to know. Yeah. My parents were there. Yeah. But, like, in hindsight, you know what? The more I think about (laughs) it. They had a giant sign and stuff. Like, we're here for Brent. I mean, and by the way, it's not like, you know, we would have lost the game if Brent played. I mean, I just had a pretty good season the year prior. I was already bent that he only gave me two at bats in training camp. That sucks. In in spring training, I mean, um, to even to fight for the job. Give me two at bats down in spring training. So I was already ticked off about that. Uh, But anyway. It's so funny the things that you look back on. Like that was still one of my favorite years of playing because we went to the College World Series course, that year. Yeah, and but those things happened there that like stayed with me too. Yeah, that was my only well, time I've ever even remember complaining about playing time or anything like that. But I was like, how my parents are here and yeah. four games, yeah. four games, and it was the only time they saw you that year, right? Only time Play. in my college career they now, came to a game. Now, now listen, I don't want to compare parents' love and who whose parents loved them more. My oh, mom definitely had, not mine. My, <laughs> 
Like I said, definitely not mine. Like I said, I want to go there, man. Your mom called the show. She's fantastic. But my mom never missed a game. But like, if I like a hamstring or a shoulder the whole week. So how are we feeling? Uh, you, yeah. you get a point? You got the how, opposite. Hey, how you feeling? Yeah. yeah, like, should we drive down nine <laughs> yeah. hours from Wisconsin to Murray State, hey, Kentucky? I don't blame her. So, oh, I mean, I don't blame her either. I'm doing the same thing. Mom, you want to stay questionable. Home. So how many times did you, like, not play in a game because you were hurt even though she drove down? Man, I think, realistically, there was never, even because there was a questionable game. And, and this is, it's a long story, but I had a clavicle issue. And I was literally, like, 50-50 on the fence of if I could play or not because it was, like, that bad. And she drove down on that 50-50 chance, and I played. And I had one of my best games. Yeah. Listen, I wasn't paying after, but I mean, hey, who got the last laugh out of me not playing and my parents not seeing me that weekend? I didn't donate to the school for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of feel like I've won in hindsight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're a real winner, man. Look at how successful you are right now. And you, hey, you, all this backyard fireplace money, you ain't getting a dime. <laughs> That's right. Uh, not yet. Now you might. Now, you yeah. might. now that it's out. Now that we've talked it out, well, we sat on the couch respect, here. Brent, they also have like Adam Shaheen and guys like that. They who, do. You know, yeah, they do. No disrespect, but. No, no, no yeah. res- disrespect taken. Yeah. Um, two at bats, training, spring training. <laughs> I mean, I had hit three fifty six. What's the year that guy prior. doing now? Is he still coaching? Oh yeah. He's, is he still he's there? Good coach. Good. Is coach. he still there? Yeah, he's a nice guy. I talked to him. Okay, I'm just saying, if we ever do like a back I'm over to your it, roots, but it's, it oh, been I'm a long, just saying, I'm over it now. I'm just praying <laughs> that we can do like a back to your roots, like college edition, where we go to Ashland, uh, yeah. and I hope that guy comes on the radio, and you and you can sit back and put it on cruise control, but I have some questions. My for him. guess though is like he wouldn't know. See, like in hindsight, He's, I'm just like he wouldn't would know. Say that, like, yeah. he, he was like he would never know. Like hey, that was the only time your parents came in three years, or yeah. never know. Like hey, they were coming for this weekend. Oh, I just kind of assume that he probably would. So yeah. I bet if I had kind of said something, yeah, you know, which would have been smart or if the dumbass assistant coach would have said something yeah, to yeah, him because yeah. i know he knew yeah i just always you kind of that was the way it worked like yeah. you kind of talk to the assistant coaches a lot mm-hmm. and not really like unless you had a major problem yeah uh, or he had a major problem with you one, <laughs> <laughs> well, one last thing and listen i'm not trying to brag about how cool my mom is or anything like that even though it seems like it yeah it sure sounds but, like mom's mine mine isn't <laughs> <laughs> but, i hate going down this road because your mom's awesome i love talking to her but um, that's no, a Rhode Island thing. They just don't want to leave I, the I, 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 city I, I, limits. I got you. I Still got don't. you. Just, just walk. You can walk out of Rhode Island. But so my mom organized the A train road. Uh, the A train road trip started my freshman year and went through my senior year. Um, at the end of my senior year for the road trip, I think we played in Eastern Illinois that year. It might have been. Um, she organized like this giant coach bus, and I had like 125 people from my town make that nine and whatever really? drive to normal that Illinois. Is- to watch me play. That is and awesome. And we had t-shirts and everything, man. I think I got, extra, I got a t-shirt for you if you want it. I want one. Oh, dude, they trade road. Hey, those I are, want a t-shirt. Those are a hot commodity. Have one on the wall in here. I know. I want a t-shirt. The, the, those that's are a hot commodity, idea. man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was cool. That's a great idea. Did, yeah. uh, did you play well during that? Oh, I was And you know this. Like, you, you, well, you didn't no, get the play. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know this. Cool, I never sure. got the play. <laughs> like, I probably would have gone four for four that game. But like, I never I got the play. I don't want to insulted it, but my parents did come to my ultimate at Frisbee High School games. Well, because you understand this. When your parents are there, you're actually playing in the game. You can get that bump, man. Especially you got 125 people oh, see, from my dad, Wisconsin. My dad was always like, yeah. the coach for basketball. It's the only way I'd get on the court. <laughs>
I'm sorry for burying hey, you, Brent. My that bad. That still happens. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like an interesting Christmas Zoom call this year yeah. for the Martin O'Clan. Uh, my um, bad. By the, by the way, my parents wouldn't have organized a road trip. One, because they would have never known if I was playing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, for sure. And 120 people would have been disappointed. <laughs> and it was, and you were playing baseball in like Saginaw, Michigan in the snow. So, <laughs> yeah, no one wants to make go that to trip. <laughs> I, I just feel like new for your pre Christmas Zoom call with the fan. You're going to have your mom on, and the first thing you're going to say is, Heard about that A train road trip? You hear about that? Hey, where was that when I was in college? Just yeah. saying. Just saying. Hey, um, Andrew's on the line. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Maybe his parents watched him play as a kid. What's up, Andrew? Do, hey. do, do you use maps when you're driving or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Good man. But uh, great. thanks for taking my call, guys. Great show, as always. Um, I wanted to uh, ask you guys about the Minshew injury. Um, you know, Doug came out during his presser a couple weeks ago and had said that Minshew hit his injury. Um, do you guys really believe that, though? Because I kind of have a hard time believing it with it being, you know, uh, a hand like or a thumb fracture on his throwing hand. I mean, I feel like that's pretty visible. It's not like a shoulder injury. And, you know, for so many of the Jags players being out on IR the QB being the most important player out there pretty much. It's just hard for me to believe that like the, the, the training staff missed that. And then my second question is um, it kind of surprises me how Jags fans have turned on Minshew considering, you know, his play last season and him, uh, you know, only really getting to play a couple games beginning of this season. Um, So I'm just kind of curious why you think so many fans are turning on it. That's a great question, Andrew. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for listening to the show, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, let's start with the, the injury question mm-hmm. because, listen, you can think a lot. You can assume a lot. You have to be very careful with doing that. Mm-hmm. We, we talked a lot about this, Andrew, by the way. If it, you can go check it out on the Action Sports uh, Jacks on ESPN 690 podcast or go back and watch the early part. Um, about 20 minutes into the show today, we spent about 20 minutes talking about just the whole scenario where it's it's messy right now, in my opinion, with what Marone's saying, with what Jay Gruden's saying, with what Minshew came out and said this week a little bit. He did say in, in one of the articles this week that it was bruised. He didn't really think much of it. Mm-hmm. And then it just got worse and worse and really aggravated. Um, I'm kind of probably putting words in his mouth, but in, against the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, guys, it's it's the cliche of the NFL. Guys play hurt all the time. Of course. Four weeks into the year, you're never healthy. You never. Nobody's 100%. Like, guys will tell you that all the time. So, again, this was the agent, in my opinion, Andrew, that did him more of a disservice because he, the agent who leaked this out to Schefter and they said, hey, it's been bothering him for a few weeks, basically put it in everybody's mind that, wow, he's been trying to play through this and he's got fractures and ligament damage in his thumb. Where I think the reality might lie somewhere between what that report said and or indicated mm-hmm. and, and what actually was going on. My belief probably is the reason the training staff, the quarterback, coach, the, the players, the even Minshew didn't – it wasn't alarming is because it probably was something a little bit minor. Like, hey, I can play through it. Yeah, it's a little sore, but – we, we said this. We said it wouldn't happen. It's my opportunity, man. It's not like I'm hiding an injury. I'm just trying to play through something because that's what I was taught to do. I'm a football player. Yeah. Fair enough. And I, ta- I, I think that's probably what happened. I think it probably got aggravated to the point where he had to tell somebody in that Chargers game. And and my guess is that does happen oh. more often than not. Yeah. But, but the agent coming out and telling Schefter 
or whoever told Schefter, but I'm assuming it's the agent, telling Schefter and those reports that, hey, he's been dealing with this for a few weeks, then put it in the category of hiding it from the team. Yeah. And that's the, where the mistrust happened and continues, I think, to to still be there with Marone, Gruden, and Minshew. Yeah, I'm not sure. Do we know, did that report come out about Minshew's hand before Marone knew? Or did Marone kind of have some knew. inklings what was going on he already? Mar- it, it, he knew, and then that came out Thursday of the bye week. Okay, like, so, so we already, already knew, knew something the... was up. Okay, and then it came out from the agent, like the Schefter report came out a couple of days later. Okay, that hey, uh, this has been going on for a couple of weeks. That's why I've been playing poorly yeah. in essence. I got you. you know? Okay, so check this out: um, the game of football. You show me a guy who's one hundred percent, one hundred percent during the regular season, and I'll show you a guy who doesn't play. Okay, it's simple. Like everybody in that locker room is banged up with something. That's just the way of the world. That's the rite of passage. It's how you earn your stripes. Um, I will say this firsthand: you never really want to report. See, there's there's injuries, um, and then there's bruises and there's and there's pains, yeah, yeah. right? And you always want to lead towards the sides of pains and bruises because as soon as you report an injury, that injury follows you the rest of your career. Right. And as aggressive as that sounds, if you're trying to go to a new team, um, if you're a free agent, you want to be traded, that injury will follow you around. It goes in your file. It goes in your file. Depending on the you know, severity, obviously, but it, it goes in your file. Hence why so many guys sometimes hide the concussion thing. Right. Because they don't want to see other teams say, oh, this guy's had three concussions. We're not taking him on. Right. So there's that point. There's the point of really being on the injured list, which is not a great list to be on. Because we're talking about creatures of habit. And all of a sudden, if you have a, a major injury and you need treatment, well, now your routine is completely messed up. Because now instead of going to the stadium, maybe at 6.30 or 7, getting there, you have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And you have to get at least 30 minutes of treatment every single morning until you're off the list. So that's a hassle. That sucks. You, you, you essentially have to change around the entire routine that's got you success this season, right? You don't want to do that. So there's so many different reasons that I can give you why you don't want to report an injury, all right? Some political, some just for your own well-being. Now, with Gardner Minshew's broken hand, listen, we may never know the severity of it, right? Like, we hear the word fracture, and we think, well, that's a big deal, yeah. especially if it's your throwing hand. Like, how? come on. But he never had a procedure and never yeah. had, like, a cast on it from as far as we know. Exactly. And I have a hard time believing. I mean, listen, I, I, I've had small fractures in my hand. I, I mean, it sucks, and it hurts. And guess what? Swelling is a real thing. I have a hard time believing that it was to the point where – you know, it was it didn't need surgery, but like he never went to a trainer about it, right? Because even like if you go ask for a bag of ice, they're gonna be like, "Well, what do you need ice for?" Or like even if you go get like STEM or some kind of like electrical current, which is really big, obviously, they're gonna ask you like, "Well, what is this for?" Like you, you never just get treatment where it's like, "All right, I got something sore here." No, no, I mean, I know those guys in that training room. They're gonna poke and prod and make sure you're okay. So the fact that he never once got treatment, the fact that nobody in that locker room or in that coaching staff noticed anything, it's very peculiar. Now, once again, I'm not going to say Gardner Minshew's faking because I, I I don't put that on him any. Like, there's no way. I'm not buying into that at all. I'm just buying into the fact that where where was the training report? Like, where was the guy saying, hey, why are you getting nice? Or why, why, where were the coaches that were saying, hey, what's up with your throwing motion? Or like, why are you having why problems right now? coming out funny? Yeah. Right? Or like, where were the teammates that were saying, hey, dude, what's up with you? You know, like, I mean, there's, there's 
few fewer bonds like the bond that you form in a locker room. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you talk about anything in a locker room, um, and guys, you you trust them, and then they're gonna stay true to their word. The fact that it never came up once in the locker room, at least we'd be led to believe. That's crazy to me. Well, now there's so much focus on how they're throwing in practice, according to Gruden and Marone. How wasn't that noticeable prior to, right? So here's the thing. The bottom line is, is this correct? Whatever the severity of it was, Minshew probably should have told somebody, hey, listen, I'm playing through it, but, I mean, I I got a little pain in there. And if he had just said that, then the mistrust is not a thing. Because think about it. Blake Bortles played. With a wrist injury mm-hmm. through an entire year. He got surgery after the year on his wrist. But people knew about it. They knew about it in the building. Yeah. So it was never like a lack of trust. Like, hey, he's playing through it. We don't think it's impact. Like the doctors must have said, hey, it's not really affecting him that much. It, he's going to have to suck it up a little bit. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, but that's where the mistrust probably happened. Even if he just said, hey, it's kind of hurting a little bit. But guys want to avoid saying that stuff. And especially a guy like Minshew who knows this is a lottery ticket, like I said, yeah. all year. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, We're going to go to break, and we'll answer the second part of Andrew's question, which is, why is everybody turned on Minshew? Mm -hmm. But before we do that, just because I teased it, and and we don't have to go long. We'll we'll, we'll do this in the offseason anyway. But Cam Robinson, as it sits right now, franchise tag him or extend him? Would you do it or you let him walk? I mean, you try to extend him, I think. I think he's earned that. But if worse comes to worse, you got to bite the bullet, franchise tag him. But I feel like, listen, this offensive line this year has been a really big bright spot on this team, right? And I'm doing everything, regardless of what kind of scheme you're going to run in the future, regardless of who's coming in to coach, you got to try to keep this offensive line together as long as possible because it's it's working in the run game. You know, I think so, too. I'm actually bringing Norwell back, probably. I like what Can's been doing. Yeah. Linder's solid. He's got, I mean, better than solid, really. He's he's, he's a good center. He's mm-hmm. just got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I think you need to see Taylor and Robinson take more steps forward. But I'm still probably not creating a hole. And by the way, their backup situation isn't bad. Tyler Shatley's come in, done a nice job. Barch, I think they, they have belief in him. Mm-hmm. And I think they still have belief in, like, Will Richardson. I don't think they have a bad offensive line situation. The thing is, they've got to make sure they're good on the line because you don't want what happened in Cincinnati to their young quarterback to happen in Jacksonville. Protect the young QB, whoever you draft, mm-hmm. next April. When we come back, we'll answer Andrew's uh, question about Minshew. When did it all change? Why has it turned? I got a theory on it, a thought on it. It's next on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. The Rock, out of nowhere, buys the XFL during a pandemic, mind you, goes half in with his ex-wife. So now you're going to visit with your ex-wife. Brent Martineau. I don't know if that's on the business advice list. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Um, I definitely think the more I play, the more comfortable I get. Um, and I think what he meant by that is, you know, I do it in practice and I'm fine, you know, I'm seizing the moment in the game now. So I'm happy it's just finally showing. And I'm just excited to keep getting more comfortable and building off of it and pushing myself each and every week. That is Colin Johnson. Man, I hope he's a stud. There's some folks down there. Now, this some might, when I say there are some folks down there that I talk to, they also believe Mike Lennon gives them a better chance than Gardner Minshew. So take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that think, you know, Colin Johnson can be a really, really good player and, and maybe even better than LaVisca Chenault, despite their draft status. And, and what that means is usually like a knock on LaVisca Chenault. I don't think that's what it's intended to be. No. I think LaVisca Chenault's going to be a part of this thing for a while. Yep. But Colin Johnson does seem like he has the ability to, to 
just gives you something different. Well, both do. Yeah. That's what's the nice thing about Chanel and Johnson. They they give you something that the typical receiver doesn't. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I mean, no. that's what gets you excited about it. Listen, with, with Colin Johnson, let's be honest. You can teach a lot of things at the wide receiver position, but you can't teach size. You can't teach height. He's got both of those. Hard to teach athleticism. Well, he did a backflip week one when the Colts yeah. got beat here in Jacksonville. Maybe it's his fault they haven't won again. You think that, think that was like the the, the the gods of football were like, no, uh-uh. You know, do not that. my watch. The backflip? Excuse me? Nope. Yeah. Oh, yep. Because Moreau oh, right away said, I don't want to see that ever again. Yeah. He basically said that. Yeah. Now, he didn't say the same after a two-point conversion to Jets back in 2018. Say, I was just going to say that. I'm like, well, <laughs> you went for two when you really shouldn't have went for two. So it is what it is. Listen, I, I think it's to the point now, Brent, where – we have to go to the think tank a little bit. We got to start brainstorming a little bit, and we got to think of a nickname. Obviously, uh, it's got to be around the, the whole Tron thing, you know, because like right now with uh, what was the dude's name in Pittsburgh? Um, hello, Claypool. The, yeah, Claypool. You know, he, he, he's. I think they call him. What do they call him? Mapletron. Mapletron. So we got to think of some kind of Tron name for Colin Johnson because he could be that special. I feel like. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Long, I mean, not Longhorn Tron. We got to think of something. We'll do know. it. Yeah. You know what could, I'm saying? Could get ourselves in trouble if we try to do it live. Why? I don't know. Just oh, okay. be careful. Um, uh, I don't know what else. You never know where it can go. That's my okay. point. I mean, where does the show ever go? Hey, let's be serious here. That's a good point, yeah. too. We uh, talked toothpaste today and maps. Yeah. Yep. We did. And by the way, and my, and my playing one phone call about a map yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, haven't got one phone call about a map yet. I mean, I'm sure, like, South Beach Gary or Stephen wanted to call in, but they're like, oh, well, I don't have a map, so bang. See you guys tomorrow. South Beach Gary's on his, counting on his fingers how many wins the Dolphins have. That's why. <laughs> He's probably sweating about Tua right now. <laughs> yeah, might be. Uh, are you a little nervous about Tua? I, don't, I, I think it's unfair to say that right now. Too early. I, I don't know how dynamic they are offensively to begin with, yeah. so I, I wouldn't do I, – I don't think that's fair right okay. yet. I, I, I think you can question whether they should have put him in. I think that's still – questionable offense correct with i mean do you think right now they'd rather have fitzpatrick making a playoff run i would yeah. say yes yes because i mean they, they, they had momentum they had well, momentum not only that, they survived that though like they did okay through that yeah. i'm just saying now they're in it mm-hmm. like they're eight and four yep. and so maybe the best thing to do is go with the better guy and right now the better guy i think might be ryan fitzpatrick so oh uh it might be south beach gary now that you call them on all oh, right yeah. uh Unless you drive with a map, we got no time for you. Yeah, <laughs> Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos here on a uh, Wednesday. All right, listen, we had a question from Andrew. We had a question from Andrew about uh, Gardner Minshew, and we answered part of the injury stuff before the break. Yeah. But he also asked, when did the fan base turn on Minshew? So let me ask you this. Has the fan base turned on Minshew? Did they turn on Minshew? Yeah. I mean, see, th- th- it's hard for me to say, right? Because I think I speak for the both of us when we say we want to see Gardner Minshew make it. Now, we never said he was going to be the savior of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At least what I said was, let's wait and see, right? Like, it doesn't hurt to see. Like, this is what that season was for. Now, he's obviously not that guy. But I think a lot of people in this city, they did get their hopes up, right? Because the personality is perfect for this city, right? From branding um, to just saying, you know what, this is my quarterback and I'm wearing his jersey. Like he, he he fit all like he checked all the boxes, so I think once you know in that first game against the Colts, I mean the hype was real because expectations were still low, and I think that first game against the Colts, it's like well we might have something special. He went here. nineteen of twenty. Yeah, nineteen of twenty. Yeah, 
And people are like, like this guy's going to uh, uh, No, 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 but he gives the best chance. So people were excited. People were intrigued. There was something to cheer about. Well, then you know the story after that game. You go to Tennessee, you put up uh, a good showing. You pretty well in Tennessee. You do, but then it just slowly starts to fall by yeah. the wayside. And I think that once the names Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields started uh, getting into play a little bit, I mean, everyone turned their back on Gardner Minshew. I don't want to say turn their back because that's kind of aggressive, but they just said, hey, man, thanks for the memories, but now we have to go a different direction. Well, listen, I think the eye test said, hey, and we said it too, uh, the question is could he be the franchise guy? I still to this day, when you say, hey, he's backup, great backup, I think he's a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think he is. Uh, And – now, that does, there's a difference between being starting caliber, one of 32, and being the top 12 guy. Mm. And I think that's the question he didn't answer for us. He wasn't able to do that. He wasn't able to overcome bad defense. He wasn't set up great because of the way their defense played and all that stuff. If their defense played the way it's played in the last six weeks, in the first six weeks, they might have had three or four wins. Like, they might have. I yeah. don't know. But he didn't play well either. And it was two or three weeks of not playing well, whether it was injury-related or not. And that's kind of the tough part now is – you can't – we can't see more. We don't know more. Did he come back and we can say, oh, that was because he had the injury? Yeah. Or right now, we're not, I'm not sure we're going to see him again anyway. But here's the thing. Because I had some folks ask me this too that are close with Minshew and say, well, man, it really turned on him. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and here's the way I put it. And I don't have an eloquent way to say it, but I really believe it. This fan base in this city has lost for at least 11 out of 12 years. I've been here 12 and so at least 11 out of 12 now, and a lot of those double-digit losses and a lot of bad play and poor play and everything else. And so that's what they are feeling. Mm-hmm. They are feeling hundreds of losses, mm-hmm. uh, more than 100 with Shad Khan and even more so with, with Wayne Weaver as the owner. They feel one good year, and so right there, like, so what? One good year versus all these bad years. You have nothing to show for it. You don't have a, a Lombardi trophy. You've, you've, but not even, not even success, man. I mean, not even a hint at success outside of one year. But, real, yeah, but I I'm mean, saying that one year, you really got nothing to show for. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not, it doesn't trump everything, right? No. To, to make all that go away. Yeah. And so, I really believe, I mean, this, this fan base is just so fed up with having, it's not a lovable loser. It's not a loser that has bad – it's not like – see, the Saints are kind of a lovable loser. Take away their Super Bowl, but just this decade, yeah. that's in the lovable loser category. Why? Because they've been good, but they've had such bad luck, you almost feel bad for them and all that stuff. Well, that's not the Jags. It's not like they've knocked on the door and, man, the final game of the year, uh, they fumbled right at the end. Yeah, they, yeah. They, did the, they haven't even given themselves a chance. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to November, we're not – we're talking draft every freaking year. Yeah. And so – the fan base is fed up with that. They're tired of that. That's fatiguing. It is. And what I tried to say to people who asked this question about Minshew is I said it's a little unfair for the younger player in here, for any of the players in that locker room. But they have to wear the angst of the fan base that's now built over a dozen years, mm-hmm. even though they've been here for 15 months. Yeah, They're like, geez, I mean – I won six games last year. Yeah. I mean, I know this year is going bad, but it's just one year. It's going to turn around. That's the mentality of the player. The Joe Schobert who comes in here. The Gardner Minshew's in here. The Josh Allen that's in here. But it's unrelatable to the fan. You can't relate. The fan stings for 11 to 12 out of 12 years, man. Mm-hmm. And they are a laughing stock. They have no fun 
by the time November, December rolls around. And so unfortunately for the player, for the coaches, for the organization, whatever you want to say, even though they haven't experienced all of that like the fan has, they have to wear all of it when bad play exists. And I think that's what happened to Minshew. Minshew was fun. Minshew was like, wow, man, this this is unexpected. This is something that we haven't experienced before. The the $50 million quarterback goes down, and look at this guy. He's wearing a bandana. He's running around. He's winning games. Okay, I can get on that. Even people who believed in it this year said, all right, I'll buy into this. Let's see if we've got something. But the minute, and I mean the minute, you could say, "Uh uh-oh, I don't think this guy's it. There it is. The flip is... It, the, the the switch is flipped, and I'm sorry, Gardner Minshew. I, I still love you, but you're not it. Now, moving on to Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, that's the way the fan feels. No, without a doubt. You know, and you break down even the, the last decade, yes, you have that one year. All right? And without the risk of sounding too cliche like a Star Wars movie, the great thing about sports is that it offers you hope. Right? It offers you distraction, and it offers you hope. And I think the people of Jacksonville right now, the Jags fans, they want hope because they haven't had a lot of that, right? So when we talk about Gardner Minshew, six-round pick, Washington State, looks different, talks different, acts different, that was a brand of hope because Jaguars fans in that aspect have never seen that before. So it provided them hope. So then week one, the Colts. And let's be honest, expectations were low for this team. Week one, the Jaguars win. They shock everybody. Now, all of a sudden, we got hope, right? We had hope a couple years ago, 2018, when the Jags absolutely crushed the Patriots. That was hope. But when you start losing and you keep on losing and it snowballs, you lose the hope. Then all of a sudden, it's like, what are we doing anymore? And as soon as Jaguars fans lost hope of this season, they turned their back on Gardner Minshew. It's simple. They lost faith. They lost hope, and now it's on to the next thing. That's the way the business works. And not only that, but at the other side of the rainbow, two potentially slam-dunk good quarterbacks that you are now in line for. Do you know what it is, And you know what? That's hope. (laughs) That's That's hope. That's the good-looking cheerleader, even though she might not be the nicest in the world. I don't know. I mean, that's like... <laughs> I can't relate. We didn't have cheerleaders back in high school. I don't, so I don't, know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you did. Yeah. No, we didn't. Brent, we, I had 54 kids in my graduating class. Girls didn't have time to go cheerlead. You're either playing sports or you're partying by the 40. <laughs> yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. A thought or two about Mike Shashevsky and what he said about college basketball. Stop the count. <laughs> I don't think it feels right to anybody. I mean, everyone is is concerned. So we made an assessment, that, and there was a consensus. It, w- it wasn't like well-planned that we we're going to start November 25th. That was made without knowing if there's going to be where the vaccine was, how many cases, you know. And basically, it was more of a mentality of get as many games in as possible. I would just like for just for the safety the mental health and the physical health of our players and staff for their like to assess where we're at you know in our our country today that's mike shashevsky duke blue devils <laughs> the look at last night did that have any correlation i doubt it you can say that but i don't think so uh fsu game by the way tonight against um 
It is Indiana. Yeah, I was thinking Illinois for a second, but that was last night against Duke. Indiana tonight uh, yeah. against Florida State right here on ESPN 690. You're home for Florida State basketball. You notice how we don't tell the football very much right now? No, nope. no, we're, we're basketball season now, man. We're basketball. Hey, it's just basketball saying. school. Florida State Seminoles on ESPN 690. I'm just saying, watch out for those Big Ten teams, man. All of a sudden, the Big Ten's making a name for itself in this uh, Indiana's a football team. I mean, a football school. That's a good point. I mean, they've switched. Point. Florida yeah. State's now a basketball school, and Indiana's a... Well, I mean, who is it? Who has Indiana beat though, Brent? And say Wisconsin, please, please say Wisconsin because I was Wisconsin. giving Wisconsin zero props. So, yeah, uh, crazy. We're talking about Graham Mertz. What happened? Real quick, should they should they stop the season? Or is it okay to keep playing? I mean, now you got a bunch yeah. of cancellations going on. Figure it out. We know they're going to figure it out. Like what I've always said. Yeah. They start the season, they're going to finish the season. They'll figure it out. But can they delay the season? Well, again, we remember we had Matthew Driscoll on, and yep. he talked about it. And, again, it's just what you believe. I, I think both sides make points. But, like, could they have delayed the season? Yeah, I think that would have been – maybe that would have been the smartest move mm-hmm. because now vaccines on the horizon. Does that change things? Maybe. And, mm-hmm. and obviously this is a – the numbers are up, and so it's harder to play. And it's not necessarily like, hey, the the – College basketball players are in bad health, and like, yeah, sure, there's all risk involved in everything, but it's more that doesn't matter. They could feel fine, but if they test positive, you're going to be out of players, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and you got to cancel games. So yeah. I, I would, <laughs> I don't want to dismiss the health factor. I'm just saying, from a logistical standpoint, you had to see this coming mm-hmm. that you were going to cancel a bunch of games during this part of it. Basketball season was starting up during another peak. In the numbers going way up in our country. So uh, now I think they're just going to deal with it. There's no way they're going to put pause on the season. I just don't see it. The one thing I thought Matthew Driscoll did say that was good. It's like, you've been practicing for like six, eight weeks. You got, what are you going to keep practicing for another six, eight weeks without playing? No, it's I a tough you. thing to ask. No, it's a very tough thing to ask. It's just, it's different with basketball, in my opinion, because football, you play weekly, right? Basketball, you can knock out two to three games a week. Um, so like in terms of scheduling, in terms of travel, like that makes it a little more difficult. And listen, I, I don't know where we're going to go from here. Like, I don't know if there's a vaccine we can get now. I have literally no idea what's going on from that aspect, but I feel like the numbers are still high and we're going to see more of this. Um, I just hope that, and there's no perfect plan obviously, but there's at least enough plans in place, enough communication that the basketball season, well, if, if it can be delayed, so be it, but you're definitely going to finish what you started obviously and you, you, you finish it with the with the tournament, the NCAA tournament, and that is such a big money maker for the NCAA. They can't afford to go two years not having it. Oh, that will happen, no doubt. Hey, let's yeah. bring Stephen in before the end of the show. We got only got a, a couple minutes here, Stephen. What's happening? Hey, not much. I heard you guys mention my name, so I had to call. We you did. missed me. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Hey, Stephen, do you use maps when you drive? Like an an actual map with paper? No. Right. Nobody knows where I'm going. You're going to AAA to go get a map for your next trip? Nah. Cool. All right. <laughs> Steven, you got a question or not, man? That one, you got me on that one. <laughs> All right. What you got? Uh, anyway, since you guys both played uh, sports and uh, – Let's use that term loosely. Go okay, ahead. well, you you played baseball. He played football. How about that? Yeah, there we go. Uh, do you guys believe in, like, uh, curses in sports? Like, no matter how talented you are, this team's got your number. Or we can beat them here, but we can't seem to beat them at their field. 
Yeah, like that, stuff like that is an example. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. I That's appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, Especially baseball. I, I feel mean, like. Well, listen, you follow the superstitions. The, grew up a Red Sox fan, so yeah, yeah. I, I believe there's a mental edge. Now, curse. Everybody kind of says it under the curse, like uh, curse of the Bambino, yep. curse of the Billy Goat, right? Yep. Uh, I think the Jags' curse could be the Titans, quite frankly. Not just now, but go back to 99 when they beat them three times, right? Yeah. And so that's really what set a bad stretch of football in motion. Um, and now they can't beat the Titans anymore. So yeah. maybe someday fixing this thing will be like winning four in a row over the Titans. I don't know. It's not like they haven't beaten the Titans. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they've got their number. I, I think you have a mental edge. If, if you... If you were going against an offensive tackle, there were some that you'd rather face. If you're going against a guy in a cage, there's some you feel more comfortable against. Do. You, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. I would, too, if <laughs> I, I were you. you. I got, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think that's I think that's natural. That happens in sports. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's a pattern, right? And you see patterns all the time in the numbers and the analytics, and just you feel it. And anytime you feel it, it's like, well, that's got to be something. So you tie the term curse to it. So, yeah, it's all over the place. Well, and by the way, then that builds to pressure. Mm-hmm. And when you can't beat somebody, it becomes a narrative, right? And right now, like here in Jacksonville, beating the Titans is a narrative. Yeah. Again, these guys have never have lost once to the Titans mm-hmm. in a close game. Mm-hmm. So many of the players are on this team. But they're going to be asked this week about why can't you guys beat the Titans? They'll be like, what are you talking about? I've lost once to them by three. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it becomes a narrative pressure builds. All that. Uh, 7 o'clock, uh, ESPN 690, Florida State. Is it 8 o'clock game? I think it's a 7 I o'clock it's game. it's a 7.15, yeah. Okay. Uh, Florida State against um, Indiana in hoops on ESPN 690. Live, local, loud coming up next. Don't forget to get your organic toothpaste and go get your maps at AAA. <laughs>